0: 150 downloads in a week. Not much in the big picture of the people that are getting 50,000 and above, but 150 is a start, my friends. And I can't thank you enough. Before we dive into episode three of the Brenton on Tour Coffee Cast, I got to tell you, some cool things are happening. We're on iTunes and we're on Spotify. So I want to get these numbers over 500 this week, 1,000. I've got a monster guest, so this should be a big deal. You guys should be loving this. The more you like, the more you share. The more you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, the more you tag me with all the people that you share it with, I'm going to enter you into the contest and you're going to win a brand new Leverpresso. My friends have sent me a couple to give away to my guests and I consider you my guests. So you're going to get one as well. Like, share, do the whole thing, whatever you got to do to get it out there. Tag me with everything that you're doing. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Let's get it out. And without further ado, we're getting into the podcast. Todd Kearns and I chat in Seinfeld, the top five coffee scenes from that show to celebrate 30 years of that show. So get your coffee. Here we go. Oh, no, thanks. I can't drink coffee late at night. It keeps me up. First <laughs> You're listening to the Brenton on tour coffee cast brought to you by things that make coffee, people who make coffee, people who love coffee, and
1: maybe just coffee. You have no idea who he is, but he's on the search for the best coffee in the world. So pour a cup, grab a seat on the john, and maybe just maybe you'll stop drinking shitty coffee. It's the Brenton on tour coffee cast with your host, that guy you don't know. Here's BD.
0: There it is, the brand new single from Tuke, on the line. My good buddy Todd Kearnes, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you? That's uh, I'm doing great. I'm uh, I'm I'm hanging out, and uh, you'll appreciate this. I'm hanging out in Lincoln, Nebraska.
1: Wow, you are on the road.
0: I am, but uh, being a uh, prairie guy like yourself, I figured you'd appreciate my surroundings a little bit.
1: They are very familiar, aren't they?
0: Uh, straight. <laughs>
1: Dry. Uh, absolutely you can watch your dog run away for three days <laughs>
0: have you ever lost a dog
1: i no, i've not i i am currently dog sitting so let's hope i don't <laughs>
0: <laughs> thanks for joining uh this is episode three of the coffee cast uh that you can hear on brenton on tour i'm joined by my good buddy todd kearns uh, I'll let you run the resume, but uh, we just heard uh, a snippet of the first single off the brand new record from his new band, old band, side band, band, band,
1: <laughs> musical band.
0: Musical band.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Tuke, uh, give us a little rundown, my friend, of that project, and we'll get rolling here.
1: Well, we, uh, Brent Fitz and I, who, you know, he also plays in the slash band we play with slash featuring miles Kennedy and the conspirators um both being canadian living in the u.s uh and good friends with Corey churko from shania twain's band he also played with kelly clarkson um just started kind of like messing around with the idea of recording canadian music we would do the odd shows in canada like uh um charity shows uh breast cancer things like that and uh Fitz kind of fell on the idea. Of, wouldn't it be fun to just do all Canadian songs? I was like, absolutely. And then the the next step was to record it. And so here we are into the second album, um, this time with an original tune, which you just heard. And uh, so it's it's pretty exciting. And we keep we keep relatively busy with this thing. It's uh, we just got off the road with Slash, and this the, the first single just kind of rolled rolled out directly thereafter. And the video and CD release happens on the twenty seventh of August here
0: in the Peg. Is that where that's, it's going to be?
1: That's correct. Yeah, and the uh, home base of Brent Fitz.
0: So it sounds like you're surrounded by some young upstart musicians.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. We were just laughing about it the other day how, because both Corey Chirko and Shane Gallus are uh, drummer, they have both filled in in the sh- uh, in the uh, Slash show. Um, Frank Sidoris had to come home for his wife's health problems, so Corey Churko filled in for him. And Shane Gallus came and filled in for Brent Fitz, oddly enough, uh, because Brent had a a retina uh, surgery to to deal with. So it's funny how all four of us have been in the Slash camp in one fashion or another. But uh, the the funniest part is having known those guys for, in some cases, 30 years plus. I think all the way around about 30 years. But um, uh, I've known Corey since he was like 14 years old. And Brent I've known just, you know, almost as long and Shane would be right behind that. So it's probably about 30 years all the way around.
0: It sounds to me like you guys actually should start a band called retina.
1: (laughs) Hey, you know what? Is that name been used yet?
0: I'm not sure, but two of the members of the band have suffered great retina losses and, uh, and uh, with great stories of, of um, how the shows were saved uh, by you know, guest musicians that have had to come in and fill the void. Uh, and we could spend hours on that chat. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, about, uh, and uh, it could almost be like, you guys should put yourself out there as like, Hey, blow your retina out lately. We'll fill in for you. <laughs> Cause you guys have had some serious like retina issues, but it sounds like you're all back up and running. I just talked to Fitz the other day and it sounds like
1: he's back up and running too. So yeah, it's crazy. A, it's a crazy thing. I mean, To be honest, I'd never even heard of it before it happened to me. Now it's sort of, uh, it's everywhere. Like I, I, it's, I've known tons of people who've had um, uh, torn retinas or retinal detachments and things like that. It just seems to be uh, a lot more common and common enough that it happened to two guys in the same band. So that, uh, that, that shows you how common it is.
0: And it shows you that Slash has got a lot of patience.
1: He so. does, and he's also uh, such a tenacious individual that nothing has affected him in the entire ten years I've been playing with him. Yet, you know, the rest of us have all fallen by the wayside by one one thing or another. You know what I mean? But he's never well, never been faced. In fact, he's had like uh, I think a knee replacement and this and that and stuff like that. But he just sort of plays through. He's he's a machine that way.
0: If he keeps up the positive attitude, he may
1: just make it. You may just make it. <laughs> that kid's got a real future. He's
0: got a real future. So <laughs> while we could talk music all day, uh, I'm sure you're tired of talking music all day. Uh, I am uh, here to dumb things down a bit. and, uh, and I'll take and my thinking at-
1: cap off then.
0: That's right. And we're going uh, <laughs> to talk coffee a little all bit. All right. So it's very random, I know, to have a touring musician on a coffee podcast. But uh, we do share an innate love of Seinfeld. Of course. And recently, I uh, uploaded an article to DeanBlundell.com celebrating 30 years of Seinfeld by listing out my top five favorite coffee scenes from the show. Right. Uh, and its I think if you look into the core of Seinfeld, outside of the fact that he refers to it as a show about nothing, the one common thing is coffee.
1: There, there is a lot of coffee, yeah.
0: Because they're in the coffee shop. Yeah, it's geez. coffee, coffee, coffee. They meet around a coffee shop and it's again around this attitude that it all happens at a coffee shop. For us Canadians, it was at Tim Hortons or sure. coffee time to- or coffee time. That's where you went when you weren't Robin's old enough to donuts. drink. Robin's donuts. That's where you went. Where you- <laughs> That's like the, it's, it's like the, at least in the, you know, the eighties and nineties, it was like before you were old enough to drink. Right. Uh, which in the in the prairies was what, fourteen or fifteen. But uh, <laughs> the rest of the country like Ireland was what, or something, yeah. That's yeah. right. You know, you <laughs> had the rum to keep you warm. Yeah, exactly. But but uh you'd gathered at like Tim Hortons or Coffee Time or one of these places with your friends, and then then you would ignore it for the next ten years when you were able to drink, and then I find that you go back to it as you get closer to retirement. So at yeah, least yeah, in totally. Tim Hortons. But uh that seems to be the gathering and that's what the, the the theme around Seinfeld. Was basically around that, and I just thought, keeping in mind that I'm trying to keep some articles going on coffee and make it interesting, which is very tough to do. Uh, Seinfeld. So, you and I have been uh, talking Seinfeld for a lot of years. We've known each other for probably ten years now, if not before. Uh, it goes back to a long time. But oh, absolutely, coffee, coffee uh, is a is a is a thing. But Seinfeld is more more of a thing. So, I just wanted to kind of chat with you about your take on the show, your take on the 30 years of it and review the, the five, the top five, my top five and see if they coincide with anything else that you actually have pulled from the show that you love. So
1: to be honest, your top five is really uh, the quintessential top five. I really kind of went through them myself and was like, well, yeah, these are all exactly in line. There's a really funny part where uh, remember the episode where Kramer got a job where he got, he didn't really have a job, but he was working at a, at an office uh, and uh, and he was basically ignoring his relationship with Jerry, which is totally bizarre. You know, as Jerry was very upset about the fact that none of his friends were around. And when Kramer finally said, fine, you know what, let's do whatever you want tonight, tonight, buddy. And, and, and the first thing Jerry says is the coffee shop. It's just the the funniest thing to me is just the fact that all these choices of the things to do in New York city right now, he just wants to go to the same old coffee shop that he always goes, and that's so. Yeah, <laughs> I hate to say it, but that's so me. I'm like, can we go to that place that so we always go and have that thing that I like? That'd be great. We've been Which drinking is coffee. coffee, and exactly. Yeah. I mean, when when I was a kid, we used to drink coffee at like lunch hour. Um, just at, I lived in a small town, so we just go to the local um, little like diner type thing. And I think coffee was 60 cents, but refills were free, so they were just like. You know, you would just sit there and drink coffee all day as, or um, until you had to go do something else. Just way too much sugar, you know, and, and just like way too much caffeine and just fly off into the night with nothing to do in a small town high on coffee.
0: But, <laughs> and then go make
1: records. And then go make, yeah, exactly. Then we'd find some way to go make music, yeah.
0: That's why all the music's coming out of the prairies because and all the musicians are coming out of the prairies because they're all high on coffee and awake.
1: And it's too cold to do anything else.
0: Right, yeah. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why Prince made such great music. I think that's
1: exactly why. I think he just didn't right? want to go outside very much. Yeah, it's right. It's cold there. Yeah,
0: and you know, he just stayed inside, drank coffee, and made records. And made records exactly. Uh, okay, so I left in. I led into the top five with that um, the uh, the scene of George obviously mixing up coffee for sex. I don't know if you remember this one, but he basically was dating a girl, and she basically.
1: Invited them upstairs for coffee at midnight, (laughs) which is a euphemism, of course, for or just, you know, if you're being invited upstairs to somebody's apartment at midnight for coffee, you're probably not really going up for coffee.
0: Which, you know, he's not the smartest cat in the land. She invites me up at 12 o'clock at night for coffee. And I don't go up. No, thank you. I don't want coffee. It keeps me up. late for me to drink coffee i said this to her people this stupid shouldn't be allowed to live i can't imagine what she must think of me she thinks you're a guy that doesn't like coffee she invited me up coffee's not coffee coffee is sex
1: maybe coffee was coffee coffee's
0: coffee in the morning it's not coffee at 12 o'clock at night
1: well some people drink coffee that late
0: yeah people who work at norad
1: who are on 24-hour missile watch
0: have you personally mixed up
1: uh, coffee. I don't know I I don't know that I've actually mixed it up, but I'm sure if, you know, maybe the maybe somebody I wasn't into it invited me up for a nightcap or whatever it was, I'm sure I would have been like uh I got to get up in the morning. But I love the way George is so oblivious that it's kind of like well, uh, no a co- I, I can't sleep if I drink coffee too late or whatever his excuse was it's like, it's like he wasn't he wasn't making an excuse at all he was 100% oblivious to the idea that this person was inviting him upstairs for more than coffee
0: which you know he's just being a polite boy but he messed it up
1: he messed it up and I don't think it's so much a case of George being stupid because I don't think I actually don't really think George Costanza is stupid at all I think he's actually mo- mildly like Machiavellian genius when it comes to uh certain things but uh He can be completely oblivious in the most inopportune times, and that's the perfect example.
0: There was, um, you know, I'm a sucker for services. I'm sure you are. I, uh, you know, we travel around and we, you know, our home away from home is is hotels and, you know, buses and all that stuff. So, really, we got to take the little fine things. There was a hidden scene on Seinfeld that not a lot of people had known that I was able to snag, which is Elaine. It's waiting around and waiting around and waiting around and waiting around and and then not getting any service and basically going up and getting your own. All right, that's it. I'm going
1: back there and I'm getting it myself.
0: You've been saying that for years. No,
1: no, no. This time I mean it. I'm going behind that counter. You can't go back there. Why not? You don't go back there. You don't do it. I'm going in. I don't know you.
0: And I thought it was an interesting one because I think it – it echoes like how much these guys hang out with each other, but yeah. how much they really don't care about each other. Because he busted her, totally busted her.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, like that. Lady's getting free coffee. That's right. Calls her out to the whole the whole place. The funny thing is, when I was a kid, a, a friend of ours was a waitress in this little in this little coffee shop that we used to hang out at. Well, it's not even a coffee shop; it's like a diner. And we were there so much that we basically could just go and fill up our own coffee. Like it was just kind of like, yeah, 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 knock yourself out. So it kind of reminds me of that, but, uh, but that we wouldn't get in trouble for it. It was actually kind of like, you know, we were allowed to.
0: I touch in there on the Zeller's cafe. Did you ever go to the Zeller's cafe?
1: I remember the Zeller's cafe, but I think I remembered as a child, like my, when we go into the city, quote unquote, um, there was like a, like a diner in, in, in Zeller's, which I think is, is, I don't know what the equivalent would be in the U S but, um, any sort of, uh department store had like a, a diner within it which was very strange it kind of makes sense I guess if you're gonna go shopping and stop for something to eat and all that kind of stuff
0: yeah it was well they're all stealing it now but uh Zeller's right. was way ahead of the curve and then also the first to fold so obviously they had some work to do there there you so go we'll see uh now one of my favorite uh one of my favorite concepts and obviously Seinfeld got rolling in like see by the time they got good into about season three or four Oh yeah, yeah. the characters were so hot. so developed, and there was such ridiculous ideas that worked so great and the, the idea of the coffee table book
1: <laughs> yes, that that takes the cake right there. that's the best of the best. And the coffee table book that turns into a coffee table. See the beauty of my book is if you don't have a coffee table, it turns into a coffee table. <laughs> I tell you, this guy was Bunko's? <laughs> this coffee table is full of pictures of celebrities. Coffee table. That's true. Hmm. That's right. Yeah. Well,
0: I'm not in there. Where's mine? Oh, it's on file right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, this guy's
1: Bunko's. He really is. <sighs> but it's how still how is that? How is that not a thing? Like, how do we not own that?
0: Well, it's the funny part about it because Kramer, you know, still messed it up like he does. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah. But Elaine, you know, refused to publish it and then gotten shit for not publishing it and then it came out and then he got on Regis and so like how they come up with a concept of like this of writing is the genius of this show (laughs) I know yeah you know what I mean and I just thought it was I just thought it was such a great like you know time in that show absolutely characters were so developed out it was the early 90s you can still get a glimpse of what was going on in America and around you know at the time in the early nineties, well, because you know, and,
1: and the fact that they kind of float in and out of reality, like that Kramer was actually on Regis and Kathy Lee, which was right. a real show back in the nineties, it, it makes it totally bizarre. Which is filmed on their set and in their studio, um, it's pretty brilliant. I would assume that was probably an NBC show, so there was that crossover thing that, that probably could have worked. I guess. I'm not sure. Kramer, if Kramer's
0: dominating this top five because it's pretty much all around him. You know, well, uh, yeah, he's dominating the, it.
1: But. My favorite still hasn't come up yet. But uh, yeah, that. but this one's definitely like the idea of, was it a book of celebrities, coffee tables within his coffee yeah. table book, which is even yeah. more ridiculous. Like <laughs> just <laughs> going around and Donnie Osmond's coffee table or whoever he, you know, Wayne Newton's coffee table, or whoever he kind of came across to, to collect pictures well, of their coffee table.
0: I, if if anything, if if this podcast is proving anything, Todd, is that uh, people can come up with um, any kind <laughs> almost of st-
1: anything, yeah. almost <laughs> any kind of stupid
0: idea <laughs> and try to make it work. So a
1: podcast it's all good. about Nothing.
0: Yeah. That's right. It's a podcast about nothing. <laughs> yeah. The beauty about this podcast is that it'll put you to sleep,
1: but then you can
0: <laughs> you can also use it to wake up and uh,
1: get. Well, yeah, what it's you're, coffee you know, related. It's
0: coffee. It's coffee related. related, so it works yeah. in two ways. So totally. uh, we roll into uh, number two, obviously. Just an incredible series of events with this episode when Kramer spills the coffee in the movie theater. In the movie movie theater. theater.
1: I had to put it in my shirt and sneak it in. Yeah, see, they like to sell their own coffee. Yeah. Now, is that going to be a problem? Yeah, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem for them. (laughs) It's a clear violation of your rights as a consumer. It's an infringement on your constitutional rights. It's outrageous, <laughs> egregious, preposterous. <laughs> All around yeah. the
0: time when, when him and Jerry were talking about um, whether they could trust each other.
1: That's right. That was a whole, right? like, if you had murdered somebody, I would turn you in. That's the right. like, first thing Kramer says. I turn you in.
0: So then, Jerry, kind of busts him, then Jerry busts <laughs> him on the coffee. Oh, God. And then it just goes. And then the, the, cl- the best line, you know, who told you to put the bomb on? It's just, yeah. it just oh, forget it.
1: Anything with Jackie Childs is gold. Uh, I mean there's so many, that, so many times that has happened with the, the smoking episode when Kramer like had a smoking lounge in his apartment and <laughs> then they tried to sue the tobacco companies and then this time it was he spilled hot coffee on himself, and which was a parallel and a play on the uh, the story of the person who had spilled McDonald's coffee on himself. you remember that story? Yeah, and they burnt themselves, and they tried to. They tried to, uh, or I don't know. I don't know how successfully they sued McDonald's, but uh, it was basically the same idea. Java World was the uh, <laughs> was the uh, coffee shop that he uh, like, because he says, "I've been drinking cafe latte since the fifth grade, and I never looked back." It's just like you know, it's just the strangest things to say. And the fact so is that this he your,
0: is this your favorite episode? This that's, one that's
1: that's my favorite of the coffee episode so because me, he, he's so yeah. jacked up on the you know. Okay, don't look at me. I want to want a cafe latte. I want, I want a cafe latte. I'll get a cafe latte. He's just whacked out. He's good because he's getting, he ends up settling on getting free coffee. It was free coffee plus, but he goes, I'll take it. He shakes his hand.
0: He totally messes it up the 50000 yeah. or. Yeah.
1: It was it? like, it was going to be like free coffee plus a cash, you know, settlement. But he just took the free coffee. And Jackie Childs, of course, has a heart attack about that. He's constantly like, he still takes. He still takes Kramer's business all the time, but it always ends up in some sort of colossal failure.
0: What's your favorite – like this is your favorite – this is your favorite episode of Seinfeld or is this your favorite coffee-related episode of Seinfeld?
1: I think it's just my favorite coffee-related. I mean, I had a very yeah, difficult yeah. time discussing what – there's some really amazing yeah. Seinfeld episodes because of the – there's the one that's backwards when they go to uh, yeah. Susan Mischke's wedding in India yeah. – there's a lot of those that are just brilliant. A lot of my friends that are hardcore Seinfeld fans, they kind of fall out towards the last couple seasons because it starts to get really crazy. But I actually really like some of that stuff that gets when it start to get really far fetched with Kenny Rogers Chicken, and
0: that's all, my favorite episode. That's that's
1: I, brilliant.
0: Yeah, absolutely my favorite episode. That is the uh, best. Th- you know which they end up switching apartments.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they switch personalities essentially.
0: They switch personalities.
1: It was one of my favorite I, things. Whenever Jerry's sipping a coffee, and he always goes, "That's a shame." Whenever something something's happening, he his comment is always kind of, "That's a shame," because nothing really ever affects Jerry. It's always sort of, you know, he's always sort of like completely unaffected by whatever's going around.
0: Um. So that particular episode. So the they spill the coffee. He gets the bomb on. He loses everything. Uh, you know, he could have got everything, he, he made the bad decision, loses everything, and then he's back to square one.
1: And the maestro gave him the bomb, by the way. <laughs> the maestro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That whole thing is insane, too. Like, Bob, the maestro. You go, who told you to put the bomb on? Well, the maestro. And he goes, who the hell's the maestro? It's, like, it's chaos. <laughs> it's just another person in his life. I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Who they call the maestro. It's
0: the craziest thing in the world. Absolutely. But, but they, uh, they end up switching apartments, which leads to, um, you know, the number one coffee one, which I, you know, which I thought uh, really all the decisions were made on the switch. Well, if I hear you correctly, and I think that I do, <laughs> my advice to you is to finish your meal, pay a check, leave here and never mention this to anyone again.
1: Can't be done, huh?
0: The switch.
1: The switch <laughs> can't be done. Anymore. That's the right. episode. The right.
0: switch, which um, uh, I'm curious, how many people have been through this scenario? Uh,
1: which is they, the uh, he's trying. You go to, ahead and you go ahead
0: and explain, my friend. I,
1: yeah, I, I, I'm kind of uh, going by. I looked this over, but I'm just trying to like dig through the the so many different uh, categories in my mind of Seinfeld, but that's the one where he's trying to date the roommate of the girl he's dating. Is that how that worked? That's how Well, The girl he was dating didn't find him funny. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. So then he, but he likes the roommate. Now, how do I do this? And that, this is where George's genius plays in because he starts to, starts to uh, build this plan that is sort of like Lex Luthor style, evil villain kind of plan about how you can make this switch.
0: And the only you know, and they all talk about it over coffee. Like he literally, they sit the almost, you know, a good portion of the episode in a coffee, over shop. coffee in a yeah. coffee shop, and it, it, you know the the camera work is just on their hands, like That's just right. on their frustration. And like, yeah. no, 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 and it can't work. And then, <laughs> then the inevitable, the inevitable conclusion was that you know they're going to suggest uh, the menage a trois.
1: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And the, that's where that whole thing comes in, the menage a trois. Um, I believe the French call it a menage a trois. Yeah. It figures that way that the girl will be so the, – the, the roommate will be so flattered by it that she'll like somehow like Jerry. It's like it's a preposterous, preposterous notion.
0: And the one that he's dating is going to be disgusted.
1: Yeah. And so then, she, then she's going to kick she, him out. And, yeah. and she'll eventually be kind of like, well, look, if you like him, knock yourself out, that kind of thing which, of course, doesn't play out this way at all.
0: Well, no, it's the ultimate win for Jerry in the end because they both go for it. That's right.
1: That's right, yeah. And then he turns it down. <laughs> you spoiled, spoiled man. He goes, I can't be an orgy guy. Then I got the robe and the the, the lighting, <laughs> yeah, the oils. <laughs> Do you yeah, remember George, the episode yeah. where George ended up using that one like later on? The girl he was dating had a roommate, a guy. So he uses that to try and throw that thing. And then it turns out they're both into it. It's like, (laughs) oh God.
0: (laughs) It's such a, it's timeless, my friend. It It, it, really is.
1: That's the fascinating thing is I'll watch that show now and I'll be watching the end credits will roll. And then the Roman numeral will show up and I'll be like 1992. I'll be like, just blown away. 1994. I'll be like, what? It just blows my mind how long ago that is now.
0: That's crazy, and so it was a fun article to write. It was like, you know, just celebrating 30 years, which I can't believe it's been 30 years. And then, of course, he's gone on to start comedians and cars getting coffee,
1: which is yeah, that, that, that's a full circle thing too because Jerry loves coffee. And I think he's kind of like me. I, I, you know, I hang out with guys like Frank Sidoris and 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 uh, Brent Fitz, who are sort of connoisseurs in a sense of like they get to like. Hamburg, Germany, and they're like yelping where the best coffee is. And I'm sort of like I sort of tag along. I mean, I always tag along anyway. But I am the kind of guy that can go downstairs and go this is great. Whatever this is, this is fantastic. I'm 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 knowledgeable enough to realize this is good coffee and this is not good coffee, you know. But I still enjoy like with pizza, I can still enjoy, you know, a greasy wheel of pizza as opposed to the high-end stuff you can find. With coffee, I kind of like, I really enjoy a nice coffee. We just stopped at this place called called Bad Owl here um, in Vegas, which is a really nice shop. Um, but then, you know, I'm, I'm perfectly happy grabbing a, a double-double, you know, and, and, and just kind of like strolling down the street, spilling hot coffee on myself.
0: But you are surrounded by coffee connoisseurs, so at least you're getting spoiled following them.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. I, think, I think I'm more the guy that's kind of like not all that, you know, where is this place? You know, it's a half hour walk. You know, there's coffee like <laughs> right here. Why are we, you know, but I, I understand half the time we treat that as sort of like the, uh, you know, we're going on an adventure here in, take your pick, Sydney, Australia. So we're going to go find the coffee, which speaking of which Australian coffee, I don't know what's going on over there, but they got the best coffee. It's, uh,
0: it's, it's rocking right now, man. It's a, sort of a universe.
1: It's sort yeah. of a universally known thing for those who are kind of in the know that Australia, for some reason, is just rocking coffee. I don't know why.
0: It's coming along, and that's that. This journey that I've been on, which has only been a year and a half, has been yeah. Amazing I find that fascinating
1: because yeah, you're not the kind of guy who was you know. I mean, you'd, you'd probably enjoy the Tim Hortons now. And well, again. I used
0: to hang with Fitz. No, I never did. Uh, but I, I used to. Oh, uh, Fitz would when I when Fitz and I first met, it was like coffee mania, and I I, I was like nah. And then,
1: then, you know, then it went from there and now I'm screwed. So it's. Well, once you have that good cup of coffee, I mean, if if you're, you know, if you're a a man of taste, then eventually you can have, uh, you know, you can drink something uh, that's delicious and go like, oh, wow, you know, Uh, and then it suddenly changes your entire outlook. But that probably goes for a lot of things. I mean, a lot of us don't eat or drink or, or, you know, we're just not, we don't have the opportunity to, to, to have the best of the best laid on us. I don't smoke cigars, but I've never tried to smoke a Cuban. So I don't know. It's like, you know, like, you know maybe one day somebody will throw me a Cuban right. cigar and I'll be like, oh, Brent, you got to come over. We're going to smoke cigars. And you'll be like, what? <laughs> I
0: don't know. I'm, I have taste, I guess. I, I don't think I'm a man of taste. I know men. But yes. I think it's just I yes. know I know men. Uh, it's always I, a
1: good idea to hang out with men of taste. I, well, just uh, men in general.
0: They they build homes and do things. I I build. Oh, that's con- true. I yep. build concerts. That's the I best mean, like, I can do. You that's and I dream. together
1: could make one man. So that makes me like half a man. That sounds about right. Well, I'm sorry, that was a George. You're Georgia, tall. You're that taller. Was a, <laughs> <laughs> that was a George and Jerry conversation. Sorry. So
0: I'm. Uh, Hanging in Lincoln, Nebraska, I'm going to go for more coffee in a little while. And well um, before I get out of here, uh, I want to say thanks for jumping on board here. What's going on in the world of Todd Kearns and outside of Tuke and all the rest of it? What are you working on?
1: Well, I mean, tomorrow I run off to do a string of dates. Winnipeg is the CD release party uh, on the 27th. And uh, we do some stuff across the prairies with Took. I come back and do an original sin show. Uh, in Vegas on the twentieth, um, I'm doing uh, raiding the Rock Ball here in Vegas with friends of mine, and uh, the Kiss Cruise is coming up uh, with the Bruce Kulick guys. Me and Fitz and Zach Throne playing that, and uh, yeah, it's just like a whole year of like getting to do all these other fun things. Slash things on hold now that we're we got Guns N' Roses and Alt Bridge and all these things going on. So I get to do basically everything else, which to be honest, is is a lot of fun. You know, it's like, I really enjoy being able to do a lot of different things. And you know, me as a singer and a songwriter and a guitar player and all these things, I get to kind of scratch all those itches. I'm working on a couple of solo album ideas at, at the moment and trying to get back into a into the world of uh, producing acts. And uh, I've been talking to a few younger artists about that kind of stuff too. So so it's kind of like it's been a fun sort of chapter of like things opening up a bit to kind of entertain some, uh, you know. So I'm not in Nebraska like you are. I'm actually in one spot for a minute, but when I say I'm in one spot, I say that as I'm packing a suitcase to go to Winnipeg tomorrow. So, <laughs> so there you go. Uh,
0: where can people find you on the social stuff, my friend?
1: Uh, they can find me www.todkerns.com. Todd Kearns on on Twitter. Todd Kearns on Facebook. Uh, I think it's Todd Dammit Kearns on on Twitter, I'm sorry, and Todd Kearns on Facebook. I'm pretty accessible. I'm pretty all over the place and pretty easy to find.
0: Well, uh, I know that your journey is uh, taking you to all over the place and that you're not as quite uh, infatuated with coffee the way we are. But my friends at Leverpresso, which is a portable espresso maker, have sent me a couple and nice. I'm gonna i I'm gonna send you one for coming on the podcast and help me launch this thing, which is still an in infancy, Oh you're the but, best. Um, so That's you exciting. can up up uh, your uh your espresso game at home and yeah, bring try it that. on. And uh, will send on. send that down to Vegas for you oh, and, uh, and uh and you can you know we'll chin wag over your experience on that. Um Appreciate the time. Uh, i appreciate the time my friend it's been uh, a great uh having you on board you got one of the best rock voices uh in the land and i'm uh, i'm so stoked uh-huh. that you got, a, you got a new record coming out uh, tell us again about that before i let you go name of the record when it's coming out who's involved and then uh, we'll get out of here
1: sure the new Took record is called never enough uh it comes out august 27th brent fitz from uh Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and The conspirators on it. Corey Churko from Shania Twain and Kelly Clarkson is on it. Shane Gallis from The Bees and Ingve Malmsteen and Michael Schenker and all these things is on it as well. So it's a, a thing we concocted a bunch of uh, Canadian covers that we started playing. And then on this record, it's uh, a lot of covers and then one original song, which we released as a single. And the video comes out on the 27th as well. So all that kind of stuff is rolling out now.
0: Does the CD case open up into a coffee table
1: book? <laughs> How did I miss that opportunity? What am I doing with myself?
0: Talk to me next time you want to put CDs out there, and then we'll make <laughs> exactly, it together. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, I'll call awesome. it the the coffee table book CD, the coffee table CD. That's what you think.
0: Right, man. Well, thanks for the time, my brother, and uh be safe out there. Travel well, and we'll catch up soon.
1: You got it. Take care.
0: big thanks to Todd Kearns from Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators, Canadian Supergroup Tuke, and everything else. Great stuff, man. Thanks. Always great to talk Seinfeld. Always great to catch up. Remember, my friends, follow me over on Apple Music. The contest is up and rolling. Win yourself a brand new Leverpresso. Let's do it. Come on. It's a really cool device. Spotify, everywhere that you listen. Check it out. Find me. Share me. Tag like all of it welcome to the team be part of this thanks friends we'll see you next week
1: it is your favorite girl that's right it's the ali mars the one and the only everyone else just ain't me i am the host of welcome to mars a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table i have come a long way from sex and dating